Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Coming up in about 15 minutes from right now, we're kicking things off with the Rosé. Fell in love with her on season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. She made top four. Uh, now she's got a new single out and a video. Uh, also, she's sharing her thoughts on uh, the new season of All Stars. Uh, she's got a lot to say, and uh, she's sharing it with us here on the Morning Beat. So stick around for that conversation. Michaela, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, honey. How are you? I'm doing good, honey. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Almost. Friday uh, then, it's Saturday, Sunday. What? You're, <laughs> you're doing something fun, though, in the Coachella Valley. I am. I'm going to Joshua Tree. I've never been. I really want to go. It's really gorgeous. My friend owns this sort of like, it's kind of a resort slash outdoor glamping space. It's really fantastic. It's called Castle House Estate. If you haven't been there, check it out. Um, we're taking our dog. It's all fenced in, so it's safe for dogs. Uh, we're also doing uh, another friend of mine. He and his wife own a restaurant in uh, Palm Springs. We're going to go there for dinner, I believe, and then we're doing more engagement photos. I love our second round because we're extra like that. I love it. We you should a, be extra. Listen, we might do a third round. I don't and know. I think you should do 10. Perfect. Yeah. I think you should do News on the Beat. You got it, babe. All right, so an appeals court in New Jersey upheld a $3.5 million judgment against a conversion therapy practice that forced clients to strip naked, cuddle with older men, call each other anti-gay slurs, and beat pillows of their mothers in order to turn them straight or cisgender. Uh, Conversion therapy survivors and practitioners have been in court for close to a decade in the historic case that used consumer protection laws to take down a conversion therapy practice. Uh, The lawsuit started in 2012 when several former clients and their parents accused Jews offering new alternatives to homosexuality, also known as Jonah, of fraud for selling a service that does not exist, changing a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. With the science on their side, the plaintiffs won a $3.5 million verdict in 2015 in a private agreement. That number was reduced and Jonah agreed to dissolve and stop practicing conversion therapy. I mean, how torturous is that really? Beating pillows that look like their mothers and having to cuddle with older yeah, men? Also, it's just this is, filthy. You know what's disgusting about this? Who are these older men who are volunteering I to cuddle young gay men? That sounds thinking. problematic to me. That sounds so problematic. Those guys are gay AF. Yeah, that's so it's weird. so gross. It's so, so gross. So gross. 
All right, let's get into a little weather, honey. Summer's here and it's queer and it's brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, We're going to have some warmer weather. Uh, 86 in LA, 113 in Vegas, 111 in Palm Springs, a high of 82 in Houston, 93 in Kansas City, and 88 in Miami. I really want to go to Miami. I, I literally decided go. yesterday I'm going. You are? When are you going? So you know our friend Sophia. Yes. She just basically moved down there for the next two or three months. Really? Her mom has a condo in like Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, and she's just there. Oh my God, that's she said, amazing. Have next room, come stay in it. So I'm going to go visit her, I think. I love that. Yeah. That's so fun. Okay, well, listen, um, at McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid strawberry watermelon sushi. Or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just $2. Now, why don't you give us a vibe of the day? Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Oh. It's from Dr. Seuss. That's so sweet. All right, well, coming up, we loved her on Drag Race. Rosé is joining us to talk about her new single. And also, we're going to be asking her what it was really like. And is the song truly inspired by RuPaul's words, The Devil's in the Details, coming up next. Remembering this was just a fun little limerick you sang as a child. Well, this story is Wait, oh my God. I literally just opened the article and I just saw all of these. So here's how Michaela works. She she learns about stories live on the air. (laughs) So you just now looked at the article about these rodents going wild. I just saw the photo of these disgusting rodents. Well, can I introduce this segment, Michaela? Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, apparently, there is a rodent plague happening in Australia right now, uh, and things are getting so bad that one farmer's wife woke up in the middle of the night to a mouse eating her eyeball. I'm. I'm literally. What? I'm gonna throw up. Apparently, there are millions. Of these little vermin wreaking havoc on, havoc on communities all throughout uh, Australia, mainly in large cities like Brisbane and Melbourne. This is insane to me. What would you do? How what how what how is no. it eating her eyeball? No. How does how she asleep? Like I, I no. I, that's no. how I, that's how I no. feel. You guys, I no. actually think no. I'm gonna throw up. I'm not no. kidding you. I'm like Hell no. It's disgusting. It's like I'm not being dramatic. It's literally <laughs> disgusting to me. And the photo that I saw with all of these dead rodents laying on top of each other. Thinking that that could even happen, I literally want to die. Like I'm not afraid of well, anything. Hey, but Michaela, what? Those weren't dead rodents. They're alive. Those are alive. No. <laughs> apparently, apparently, tens of millions of these things are all over <sighs> these cities right now, just taking charge. One man woke up. An actual farmer woke up, and one was just crawling on his face as he slept. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I could live with, but like eating your eyeball, like that's just. <sighs> I literally so don't know disgusting. if I can finish this segment. I I'm not kidding you. Like it, I don't know why it's disgusting me the way that it is. Okay, but so I it's just oh my god, it's making me like so queasy. I literally hate. Well, well, here we are. We're in it, so deal with it. So what would you do? So say you were on what is that show? Remember Fear the, Factor. Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Name the top three things you couldn't deal with if you were on Fear Factor. Obviously, we now know that rodents are one of them. So if they were to like bury you in a coffin full of rodents, you would not stay in there. For like a million dollars? I'm not kidding you. I'm not, I would, I literally want to throw up right now. I, I won't do rodents. I will not do that. I will not go in a coffin. I do not want cockroaches. I do not want 
like mice are like vile to me. They're disgusting. They like eat. They're like the most. Oh my god! It's I would die. Like I just could not deal with mouse. Is it mouse. the sound? Is it the thought of them all touching of it, you? All of it. It's the sound. Like I'm not kidding you. When I moved into my apartment, Lisa was still in Vegas. It was just me and Bruno, and we went to go to sleep. And there was like a mouse, like a rat in the attic and I woke up and I literally started sobbing. I had just started the job here at Channel Q. I was like already over it and it was so loud and scratching. Even Bruno was like crying too. We were like crying together. (laughs) I called my landlord the next day. My landlord, this is not a joke. I went outside. That disgusting rat, his tail was hanging out of the attic. He died because he couldn't get out. He like suffocated and from that day on, uh, oh, if I, you've ever had a rodent die in your in your woodwork in your walls, it's the worst. It's the smells so bad. It happened to us years ago, and they had to come and clean out. The, it's terrible. It's awful. It's awful mm-hmm. because our apartments are old. Our neighbor across the street, when they removed his oven to do put in a new oven, there had been rat. Oh my god! I'm gonna. I swear to God, <laughs> you, okay, it's so disgusting. When I lived in New York City, I lived in Harlem back like 15 years ago, and. I remember moving there and being just shocked by the amount of rats everywhere, like all throughout the subways, but also in restaurants, like oh, fine dining restaurants. They're like, oh, rats and mice, they're just always in the kitchen. They're all over the place. Every uh-huh. restaurant you've ever eaten in New York City, doesn't matter how nice they are, there's definitely rats and, and mice in their <sighs> kitchen, just a heads up, right? They have to try to like mitigate the situation as best they can. But my first and only Thanksgiving in New York City, this is how I knew I had to get the F out of there. I'm making Thanksgiving for our friends in our little tiny little apartment, right? We didn't have a kitchen table. I'm cooking everything. And all of a sudden, a big rat runs out of our wall Mm -mm, mm -mm. from behind our TV and is running around our kitchen. And it finally goes to try to get out that and sneak back out the hole. And I start hitting it, hitting it, hitting it with a broom. Blood splattered. It's disgusting. I know. It's early. Oh my God. Killed the thing, shoved it back in the hole. Fish like like stopped up the hole with uh, paper trash bags and put a cabinet up against the wall and just hoped to God another one would not come through and ruin our. I mean that that's city living people. I I mean it's disgusting. It's they're just dis- the sound, the way that they look. I it, they're just disgusting. Hey guys, I'm just thinking. Probably not the best talk at, you know, whatever time of okay, morning. Okay, you listen. picked out you the picked article. out the story, you moron. I didn't even want to Come do this stupid you know, story. Looking back in hindsight, someone's probably eating their Wheaties now. And yeah, you picked out this story, so and sorry. then when it came time to do it, Michaela's like, I don't know, I picked the last one. You pick one, AJ. And then she goes, I'm not going to talk about it. You two are killing me right now. I'm not going to talk about it because I saw that photo. I already knew about the story, but the photo of, like, these mice all on top of each other, it's disgusting. Just think You're Cinderella. Welcome. Those mice are cute. Think, picture them. No. Picture Gus Gus. I pick. Oh. He's cute, right? Gus Gus. Wait, Gus Gus was so cute. Gus Gus and Lucifer. Oh, he, oh, he wanted was a little fat. He didn't really fit into his little pants. Oh, that makes it all better now. Oh, Gus Gus. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for What's Poppin'. But first, I want to tell you about something else that's poppin' uh, that's sort of near and dear to my heart. So here at Odyssey, our parent company, we're doing something really cool. We've created a whole list of exclusive stations that are curated for listeners just like you. And by you, I mean me. Right now, I'm going to make this about me. Because this weekend, uh, 4th of July weekend, I got together with some friends, had a barbecue, so much fun. And I'm going to tell you, I fell in love with I'm 290s for this dance. It literally picked the most 
perfect songs. The most perfect songs to bring me right back to that year I graduated high school back in 1999. Songs I haven't listened to in so many years. You know what I'm talking about, Michaela. Absolutely, honey. You hear something that brings you back to a moment. Uh, And they don't don't make music like that anymore. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for this uh, and for what Odyssey is doing with these curated stations. Uh, They're exclusive and they're perfect for all sorts of occasions. Maybe you got a birthday party coming up. Maybe you're getting back together for a weekend with some old friends from high school and you want to throw it back. Or maybe you're obsessed with Lady Gaga like I am and you want to listen to Gaga Radio, uh, not only does this play Gaga music for you, uh, it plays other artists similar to Gaga that you might not know that you need to know about. How fabulous. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. If you want to know more, uh, head over to odyssey.com right now. Download the Odyssey app as well. It's super simple, uh, and, uh, and it literally it's going to change your life. I promise you that. Great. Um, also, what's popping, uh, somebody who I love and adore from our past uh, seems to be making a bit of a resurgence. What's going on? So Megan Fox is literally our bisexual icon. I'm obsessed with her. She kind of fell off for a while, and now she's opening up about why. Uh, she did a great photo shoot for InStyle Magazine, and she said, I had this incredible breakthrough. I realized that I had been living in a self-imposed prison for so long because I let other people tell me who I was or I wasn't. I hid because I was hurt. But she's back and she's opening up about wanting to be a Marvel or a DC character. That's what she's always wanted to play. Um, And I think it's really great that she's sort of made this resurgence. I think that... I personally know uh, Brian Austin Green, and I heard some details about their relationship. And um, it, I will say that it's nice to see her living her truth and being able to just be this wild and fun 35-year-old. She has three beautiful children. Uh, she's dating uh, Machine Gun Kelly. They seem to have a really great relationship. Um, and it's nice to see her just back out doing her thing. She definitely celebrated Pride end of month. She posted um, a rainbow manicure and said, been putting the B in LGBTQ for over two decades. Uh, so she's uh, always been a part of the community. And I'm excited to see what happens. She um, opens up about being overly sexualized by the mm. media. And that's another reason why she hid uh, she played a character named Michaela, so I always feel extra close to her. Yeah, you should. I think we're the same people. Uh, but I love her. I think she's, she's do, doing her thing. I do, too. It's interesting because I think what's happening right now in Hollywood uh, and in entertainment in general, <clears throat> there are some, some people who may have been overlooked for a bit, who maybe popped early. And because of the system that is Hollywood and is the music industry, they kind of got tossed aside. What she's saying is, no, I want to cycle through again. Yeah. I'm ready. And you guys, so you guys took advantage is, of me back then. Yeah, but it's it's very inspiring to know that at 35, you can restart. You popped off when you were younger. Yes. And uh, then restart on your own terms. Uh, and also, only in this city, in this industry, do we think that 35 is like washed up has been. Like, we're out well, of time. Well, that's how it's been presented for women. A thousand percent. For women, once you're 35, if you're not Jennifer Aniston, it's over. And yeah. I feel like women are reclaiming their age, yep. reclaiming their sexuality, and putting things back on our terms. And I, I love that. It's very empowering. This feels personal. It is personal. I'm 16 on American <laughs> Idol. I'm trying to make a resurgence. <laughs> uh, so we love you, Megan Fox. Congratulations. Now, coming up, we're talking about why the LGBTQ community may be thinner than heterosexuals. We've got our own theories. All I heard was that I'm skinny, so I'm very into that. We're going to discuss that. (laughs) Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <laughs> Welcome back to the morning. We have a great hour coming up for you in about 15 minutes. We're having a discussion on this new study that reveals that gay men are actually, on average, thinner than straight men. Sounds like a good thing if you're into being thin, I guess. But the reason behind this uh, is a little bit scary. Yeah. And something that our community needs to know about. Uh, So we're having that conversation in about 13 minutes from right now. Currently, though, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, what's going on in the world? Okay, so a new study found that early death rates for Americans living with HIV are no longer that different from people who are HIV negative. Uh, Originally published... In Annals of Internal Medicine, the study conducted by researchers at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill analyzed death rates of approximately 83,000 adults being treated for HIV between 1999 and 2017 and compared them to a demographically similar group of people without HIV. Specifically, the researchers were looking at whether death rates varied in the two groups in the first few years after those with HIV began treatment. For those who began treatment from 1999 to 2004, there was an 11% difference in early death rates for those with HIV and those without. For those who started treatment from 2011 to 2017, that number dropped dramatically to only 2.7%. And for people between 18 and 34 years old, those with HIV were only 1% more likely to die within five years of starting treatment than those their age without HIV. Now, this is a big deal. And earlier this month, President Joe Biden requested Congress spend an additional $670 million on measures to fight HIV in the U.S., including access to PrEP and treatment. And that's incredible because I'm friends with mostly gay men, and I really understand uh, the importance of being on PrEP and not being able to afford it because it is crazy if you don't have insurance. Yeah, the government's actually doing a great job right now of trying to make it more uh, affordable and accessible, sometimes even free. I'm part of, my partner and I are both part of um, of the government's initiative to, to the Ready, Set, PrEP program. Neither of us are even on PrEP. Yeah. You know, we're in a long-term committed relationship and we're monogamous, and so there's no need for us. Uh, but it's it, that could change. We might change our mind at some point, and uh, anybody should be able to have access. 
At any point. At any point. Yes. At any point. All right, another news. Little Nas X made waves at the 2021 BET Awards when during his performance of Call Me By Your Name, he engaged in a steamy kiss with one of his dancers, another man. Following the performance, fans and celebrities alike celebrated the moment, but not everyone was pleased. Uh, TMZ was able to gain access to three complaints that were filed with the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, about the performance. The first one was the Bronx. I was very disturbed to see two men practically having sexual in the stage when the award show is supposed to be a family show. First of all, I don't even know what that means. Having sexual? Having sexual. It's ridiculous and children and adults are being forced to endure this. Unacceptable and I will Uh, be unsubscribing from BT Network. Disgusting and disturbing. Forced? Forced? Change I'm forced to watch heterosexuals kiss all the time. All the time. I was forced to watch Britney and Madonna kiss. I, I mean, I you know, listen, daytime soap operas. Yeah. I mean, I watched those my entire childhood. Yeah. Well, another person wrote, Satanism should not be broadcast on a family-oriented award show. Now, the same complaint wait, was wait, taken. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Since when has the BET Awards been a family-oriented show? Never. They always push the envelope. Never, but even if it was ABC, Satanism... And we're we're showing you what you've showed us. You just don't Wait. like it because it's a black queer man. Okay, is Satan a daddy though? Because I mean, Are you, not, do not say he can get it. He could get it. Do not say he can get it. No, is that bad? Um, Look, I believe in God, but if Satan's hot, I mean, you, you're I, saying Satan, Satan I, could get it. I rebuke that. You asked if he was a daddy. I rebuke. I rebuke that. Yeah, you're is, right. You're right. It's Friday. You're yeah. feeling Friday. Yeah. You're feeling frisky. You're being a bad boy, and I'm already into this show. All right. I love that you are psycho. <laughs> <laughs> it's a daddy. He could get it. Yeah, what's, what's his credit score? Obsessed with you. <laughs> what's, what's his credit score? That's what I want to know. Not good. Yeah. Real low. <laughs> low to the ground. Um, okay, let's get into a little weather. Summer is here, and it's current. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 88 in Miami, 70 in San Francisco, 90 in Baltimore, 72 in Chicago, 108 in Sacramento, and 117 in Cathedral City. I do want to say excessive heat warnings are out for Coachella Valley. Please try to find a cooling station or find a McDonald's. At McDonald's, you can get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushie or McCafe Fraps and smoothies for just two buccaronis. Now, give us a vibe of the day. Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Oh, that's so sad. Live in the moment, people. Enjoy your life. All right, well, coming up, uh, statistics show that gay men are leaner than straight men. Um, And although that sounds iconic, it's actually frightening. We have the shocking reasons why coming up next. All right, all of our brothers and sisters out there listening, if you're a member of the community, we have something to celebrate and something to feel maybe not so great about right now. Uh, now, as a gay man, I will I will say that I have felt the pressure, especially living in Hollywood, I mean, come on, uh, to maintain a certain weight. I have promised myself, I'm six foot five, I'm a big guy, but I've promised myself I will never, ever, ever wear jeans higher than than size 34 waist. Okay. I was a 33 for a while. I'm more comfortable there. 34 I can live with, but once I start unbuttoning that top button or the, the top of my underwear rolls over, that's when I know I have to get back enough to Barry's boot camp. Enough is enough. Right? <laughs> so, according to this new survey, though, done by the National Center for Social Research, lesbian, gay, and bisexual adults are thinner than straight people on average. That's that's good. That's exciting, right? Yeah, really if, if, exciting. If we celebrate being thin, I guess. Uh, but are more likely to drink too much alcohol, 
smoke and have worse mental health. Well, yeah, honey, because we're stressed out because places like Ohio are creating anti-gay legislation. Or because we're trying to eat right and exercise and deprive ourselves of the things that we enjoy. Yeah. So that leads to more drinking and smoking and bad mental health. This is really interesting, though. This is a study that was done over the course of about seven or eight years from 2011 to 2018. Over 58,000 adults uh, and about 1,100 of them uh, identified as members of our community. So that that number specifically, they they honed in on and said that, listen, we're more likely to have bad health habits when it comes to drinking, smoking, and our mental health. Yeah. I can relate to that. Absolutely. I, I get it. Because, I mean, you, you said it, you kind of said it as a joke, but it's very, very true. All day, every day, we're hit with a barrage of just sort of a-holes around the world, like Marjorie Taylor Greene here in the United States and others. dragging us. You know, the story of Emmanuel, uh, uh, the young man who was killed in Spain recently. I'm heading to Spain in a few days. I mean, that hits. And you 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 can say to yourself, it doesn't bother you, but... You have to ask yourself every now and then you're having that extra drink or that cocktail at 3 o'clock in the afternoon because you just can't cope with the day anymore. As members of our community, that's a real, real issue. Um, but I'll take the skinny thing all day, every day. I will, too. Because I like when my jeans fit but me. But you know what, too? And but I we, think... also, we also make jokes. That's what we do. A so thousand just, percent. just pointing that out really quickly. But Well, I also think, too, and you'll agree on this, most heterosexual relationships, by the time they're our age, have children. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, doing their thing. Like, I, I went to, like, drag brunch this Sunday. Like, I can literally do <laughs> right. whatever I want. Right. So it's also easier for us to stay fit, to go to the gym, and uh, our lifestyles are just well, very different. I talk about this a lot, too. How much time gay men in L.A. seem to have to go to the gym. Oh, my God. But even your fiancé, whose body is oh, yeah. ridiculous. He's also 31. and eight. I'm talking about the men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who still have bulging biceps and pecs oh, yeah. and abs. Yeah. And, and, and we, we kind of joke about it sometimes, but it's also sort of true. When you were raised not to, when the goal is not marriage and family necessarily. We've only been allowed to get married for a few years. Right. There's a lot of men that are my age or older. Maybe that wasn't on their radar. They've sort of accepted, I'm not going to have a family. And that's okay. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But the commitment level to still going to the gym because a lot of relationships in our community are very transactional. And they're very, they're, maybe they're one night, maybe they're one month. They don't necessarily always lead to long-term relationships because that was never the goal. Right. So the amount of men in their 50s who have bodies that I, in my best day, could only dream of is sort of wild to me, though. But also, also having that body still allows men and women to remain sexually active and be able to snatch a partner later into their life. Listen, I can spend $500 on Juvederm because I'm not buying diapers. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of extra income. Right. So I think that makes sense. I always did have the dream of getting married and having children, um, but I also knew that it was going to be later on in life no matter who I ended up with. You know what the study also showed, though, that was really interesting to me? Uh, And this doesn't doesn't mean me, apparently, because I've had back problems for many years. Uh, But... Uh, those in our community are less likely, by 13% actually, less likely to suffer from arthritis, uh, rheumatism, or back problems. You want to know why I think that is? I think part of it is the exercising. We're more active. Yeah. Which is also part of the reason we're so thin. Also, we dance more. Oh, we love Like genuinely, oh, we, we dance more. we love And that's, it, it's great. How many times have you gone out dancing and woke up the next day? All weekend long. I danced workout. all 
weekend long, and I had the most incredible time, and I woke up really sore. I felt like I just worked out. So listen, maybe maybe I drink a little bit too much. I don't really smoke or anything like that. Yeah. But guess what? I'm living my best life and having a lot of fun. Amen. Me too, honey. So I'm not going to change it. Yeah, and you're doing it with your friends. I just wish I could get that thinner part down. No, you look good. We're that's not doing an, that. That's an eternal conversation. No, you look fit. We're not doing that. You're gorgeous. I will say this. I will say this. This is really good news. I got my... So if you haven't gotten your yearly physical, if you're of a certain age, right about 40, I would say, uh, I started getting my yearly physical last year. My doctor's incredible. He's an LGBTQ doctor. He's fantastic. And... Last year, though, he told me, he's like, uh, your weight is inching up just a little bit, and also your blood pressure's a little high. And I was like, wait, what? What are these things? Whoa. I went back for my physical this year. I'm nine pounds less than I was last year. Blood pressure, A-OK. Love that. <laughs> Congratulations, baby. You gotta be healthy, because you're my best friend. And speaking of friendships, uh, there's a new study out showing that American men actually suffer with friendship recession. Oh, I can relate. And we're going to discuss what that means coming up next. This study is really interesting, kind of sad in some ways, but completely relatable in others. A new study uh, by the American Perspectives uh, Survey was conducted in May of 2021, just a couple of months ago. And it shows that American men suffer a friendship recession with 15% of men not having one close friend. uh, And the number with at least six plummeting from 55 to 27% in recent years. Now, this study is really fascinating to me. It breaks down a lot of different demographics. Uh, But I will say that as a 40-year-old man, uh, that this pandemic has taught me a lot about how I communicate with my friends and whether I maintain friendships well or not. Right. I've learned I'm really bad at it. Yeah. And I've had this narrative in my mind for many, many years that used to really, like, literally would bring me to tears in the past that... I'm annoying, I talk too much, I have too many thoughts and opinions, and people don't like me, especially gay men. I've not had a ton of gay friends in the past. And turns out that my fiance is kind of similar. And so we've been trying to make friends with other couples in particular because it's just easier when you're in a relationship. Yeah, for sure. And every single time we reach out, people are available and they're ready to hang out. But in our minds, it's always us. And sometimes I go back and I'll look through text conversations or DMs and realize... Oh, I was the one that didn't follow up. Even yeah. in my mind, thinking, oh, yeah, they're just people don't like me. Nobody wants to be my friend. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is that less people, men and women, by the way, according to the study, uh, have less close friendships than they used to? Because this has declined steadily for about 30 years now. You know, look, I, I recently had like a little epiphany just a few years ago where I wasn't like always the greatest friend. Mm. And for me, my friends are very much, very much my family. I don't have family. So when I decide to have these big life moments, I will call my friends. And I was like, do I make my friends feel like that? Do they feel as important as they are to me? Oh, you're super hype friend. And I... I've always been a hype friend. Yeah. And I've always been a good friend. And when I'm around, I'm around. But I wasn't, like, I didn't call and check in. Mm -hmm. I didn't um, go out of my way to do things, even small things, like bring something that they liked, like bring a little snacky or, like, anything. Like, I've chosen to treat my friends, which is why I think I have only now a handful because it's, like, a lot of work. 
I've tried to treat them like I would my brother or my sister, like very nurturing. And to be honest, it requires a lot of work, which is why I think people end up just falling back and being with their family because they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm stuck with you or your partner. I'm stuck with you. I don't really have to do all that extra work because with friends, there's nothing that bonds you. Like in a relationship, you're bonded. You can walk away. With your family, you're like, well, we're blood. With friends, it... There's never a promise, so you constantly have to show up. You know what I think's happened for you? Because I think it's happened for me as well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in recent years, as an adult, some of my family relationships have started to fall by the wayside, and I never thought that could happen. Right. I just didn't even consider that as a possibility, and as that has happened, I think it's made me recalibrate my friendships because I realize, oh, nobody's permanent. Like, outside of my mom... I, I don't know that there's anybody in my life that's absolutely permanent. My right. Two of my sisters, for sure. Right. One of them has kind of come and gone. Uh, we're in a good place now, but I also, I, I handle that differently now because I know it could go away again. But I'll be honest, I thought my brother was a constant and a permanent, and mm. we recently had a falling out where he sort of fell back into the toxic ways of my own family. I never thought that would happen to me. I never thought that yeah. would happen. And so for me, I think that... Also, you have to be impeccable with your word. I recently just learned this lesson because I was also a flaky friend. Like we would make plans and then I'd be like, I don't want to go and cancel. And recently I, it was, it was a good lesson. It was a, I had a dance lesson. Okay. Cause you know, I love to dance. Wait, did I teach you this lesson? No. I've taught you this lesson a few times recently because I had to learn it the hard way. You have also, but my dance teacher, I wanted to cancel. I had something to do. And she said, well, if you cancel, you are going to have to pay full price. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. And I was like, sis, I can't, like I can't go to my class. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to waste all this money. I'm just going to, I have to go. And she said, when you cancel, it's not about you. You've canceled on somebody else who has their time, her income. who's made her yeah. income, but also like it's not just you canceling. You people have you're building trust with somebody. Yeah. So when you cancel, people don't trust you. It, that show, you're gonna it shows show them up. how much you value them and the, their time. Totally. The study also reveals that women are much more likely than men to receive emotional support from their friends, uh, which is not shocking at all. But one thing that did kind of jump out to me from this study again, uh, this is a study coming out um, that we that just came out in May uh, by the American Perspective, uh, and it says that uh, Republicans. Are, uh, have more friends across the political divide than Democrats. So Republicans are more likely to be friends with Democrats than Democrats being friends with Republicans. And at first that kind of shocked me, but when you really think about it, not so. I think as Democrats, we are passionate and we're aware about yeah. social justice issues, whereas conservatives tend to want to bury their head in the sand and pretend like racism doesn't exist, so just shake like it off. homophobia doesn't exist, sexism doesn't exist. And they're like, no, I can be friends with everybody. Why can't you get over it? And I think it goes a little bit deeper than that. Uh, so I, this study feels pretty dead on to me. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, just be a good friend. It's really yes. important. And then you can keep friendships. All right, coming up, Sex and the City star is newly single. We've got details on the breakup coming up and what's popping. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
Welcome back to the morning beat. It's almost time for what's popping. But first, I want to tell you what is popping in our world here at Odyssey. Our parent company, Odyssey, uh, has created some exclusive stations curated for listeners like you. You can find your new summer soundtrack. There are hundreds of new stations for summer barbecues, road trips, working out, or relaxing poolside. You'll find a huge variety of music stations like Lady Gaga Radio, Club Odyssey, I'm Two Nineties for this dance, and so many more. Head over to odyssey.com, download the Odyssey app. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's the same way you listen to our podcast. You can also find your own personally made curated station uh, basically designed to give you the most out of your audio experience. Yes. Super exciting stuff. Do that right now. In the meantime, Michaela Gordon, it is time for What's Poppin'? What's going on? Okay, well, after nine years of marriage, actor and activist uh, Sara Ramirez just announced their split from their husband, Ryan DeBolt, in an emotional and heartfelt Instagram post. She said, uh, Ryan and I are no longer together. We remain loving and supportive in how we're choosing to forge our new individual paths. Thank you for holding space around our choices and respecting our family's privacy as we navigate this process on our own terms. Now, Sada did come out as bisexual in 2016. She will be part of the Sex and the City remake. Um, But, you know, this is going to be interesting, I think, for a lot of couples, particularly coming out of the pandemic. We have grown exponentially, I think, when it comes to sexuality and identity mm-hmm. and relationships. And what makes us happy and fulfills us. A thousand percent and things that were never acceptable before are very much acceptable. In fact, they're kind of the thing that's in being gay, being queer, being black. And so I think that... Um, I mean, I don't know. I know that she was with her husband, but maybe she's ready to start navigating being with women again as well. And so, you know, as long as they're doing it loving and and, in a supportive way, which she says that they are, congratulations. Listen, I don't care who they're with, who they're not with. Doesn't matter to me. I'm excited about the Sex and the City reboot. I wish that uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Callie Torres would come back to the Grey's Anatomy universe at some point too, Sada Ramirez. I miss you. Yeah. I don't think she was killed off. I think she just moved so she could come back. Uh, but, but listen, divorce is not easy. I no. lived through a divorce and it's I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah. Uh, and I will say like your, your relationship and mine, I think both got stronger during the pandemic. We bet both definitely hit like bumps in the road. Yeah. At, at certain points, uh, going through changes in, in, in patterns and work schedules. Well, uh, I it's think difficult. also we bonded in the pandemic, but also we had major, major. I think we got to grow up really fast together. I mean, my grandma passed away. It was like we were in it for the long haul. And I, I think that sometimes God just speeds your friendship up or yeah. your relationships up. To like be most yeah, beneficial. Yeah, if your entire relationship consists of like Sunday brunches for a decade, you're only going to go so deep. Yeah. But if you're recording a, a, a radio show going through the trenches. five days a week from somebody's home, yeah, you know, for ten weeks while their mother dies and you watch their dog literally dying on their living room floor, you're bound to get close. <laughs> your yeah. family. Uh, well, congratulations to Sada and best wishes to her and her husband, and uh, we'll definitely keep you posted. Well, coming up in the next hour, our very own John D. Domenico is joining us for a Trump date. See what Trump has to say about what's going on next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, He's suing literally everyone. Uh, His children are about to turn on him, and he's a fan of Adolf Hitler. 
That's right, Donald J. Trump calling into the morning beat. In about 13 minutes, you don't want to miss this one. He's had a wild couple He's of weeks. He's been a wild man. He is always a wild man. I'm curious to know uh, what was going on with he and Melania sitting behind that rope uh, uh, over the weekend at the uh, 4th of July. She said not today. Nobody wanted to be near him, or he didn't want to be near people. Who I, knows? Nobody wanted to be near him. We're going to ask him. He loves people. We're he def- literally... Does he, though? He likes to be the attention guy. He likes attention. Remember that time he was uh, campaigning uh, during the 2016 election, and he said, look, there's my black... Remember that? That was a that was an iconic moment. He's psycho. But he also then, but he did assure us that he's the least racist person in the history oh, of the planet. Oh, a thousand percent. And then proceeded so, to like post photos with black people, yeah. and we were like, "That's not." You know, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know who else does that? Who? Ramona Singer on Real Housewives of New York. Oh my God, it's Ramona a whole storyline this season. Okay, I know. I haven't been keeping up with New York because I'm so invested in Beverly Hills right now. That's so good, also. Boy, they. Okay, before we get to like real stuff and mm-hmm. news. Yeah. Erica Jane. Yes. Are you kind of finding I'm, yourself with each episode? I almost like, I, text you I know, yesterday. Like kind of feeling for her now? Feeling for her. Like there, maybe she also has like story. this lightness around her now. Yeah. Now that she lives in a $10,000 a month bungalow. Poor thing. She's struggling. She's struggling. She has to do her own laundry and clean now by herself. It's a lot. I think she's taking it with a lot of stride and a lot of grace. A lot of stride? Would that make she's sense? She's taking it in stride. With Is a that long how grace. you say it? Yes. Taking it in stride. Yes. Why don't you take us down a uh, journey into some news on the beat? How about that? And I'm going to do it in stride. Okay. And with some grace. All right. Okay. She's beauty. She is grace. <laughs> but not Miss United States. No, she's not. I couldn't even get Miss California. You didn't win that one. You At lost all. that. Didn't lost even that place. just like American Idol. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Just do the news. I doing my Weirdo. doing the show with my best friend. I act like insane. Okay, this is serious. An appeals court in New Jersey upheld a $3.5 million judgment against a conversion therapy practice that forced clients to strip naked, cuddle with older men, call each other anti-gay slurs, and beat pillows and shapes of their mothers in order to turn them straight or cisgender. Conversion therapy survivors and practitioners have been in court for close to a decade in the historic case that used consumer protection laws to take down a conversion therapy practice. Um, The lawsuit that started in 2012 when several former clients and their parents accused Jews offering new alternatives to homosexuality, Jonah of fraud for selling a service that does not exist, changing a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. With the science on their side, the plaintiffs won a $3.5 million verdict in 2015. In a private agreement, that number was reduced and Jonah agreed to dissolve and stop practicing conversion therapy. So, so disgusting. That's disgusting. And the point that you made when we did the story earlier was like, who are these older men? Yeah. You're disgusting. Who are the older and men they should who are, be in prison. Are they volunteering? Are they getting hired to to cuddle young gay men? Yeah, they're pedophiles. Like, you're disgusting. That's just so gross. It's so disgusting. Um, all right. In other news, a new study found that early death rates for Americans living with HIV are no longer that different from people who are HIV negative. Uh, a story coming out of Annals of Internal Medicine uh, death rates of approximately 83,000 adults being treated for HIV between 99 and 2017 were compared uh, to a demographically similar group of people without HIV. Specifically, the researchers were looking at whether date rates, uh, death rates varied in the two groups in the first few years 
After those with HIV began treatment, for those who began treatment from 99 to 2004, there was an 11% difference in early death rates for those with HIV and those without. For those who started treatment from 2011 to 2017, that number dropped dramatically to only 2.7%. For people between 18 and 34 years old, those with HIV were only 1% more likely to die within five years of starting treatment than those their age without HIV. Now, earlier this month, President Joe Biden requested Congress spend an additional $670 million on measures to fight HIV in the U.S., including access to PrEP and treatment. It's really great. Now let's get into a little weather summers here. It's Queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be 117 in Indio. Uh, The National Weather Service is uh, putting out warnings for excessive heat in the Coachella Valley. Make sure you're staying cool. Uh, 102 in Sacramento. 90 in St. Louis, 72 in Cleveland, 90 in Baltimore, 111 in Phoenix, and 66 in San Francisco. Now at McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushie or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just two bucks. Now why don't you give us a vibe of the day? Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. I love that. do your best to live in the moment. Do your best, honey. All right, well, coming up, our very own Trump, John DiDomenico, is joining us to talk about what he's been up to uh, and why he roped himself off at his latest appearance. Coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. This next guest of ours we used to have on the show uh, quite frequently, and we played different intro music for him back then. He was the president at the time, yes, so I'm is. really, really mm, grateful that this is the music we're playing once again because he is no longer our president, but very much in our in our minds and in some of our hearts. Please welcome to the program the former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Isn't this great? It's like old times. Yeah. It's like old times. August 13th, I'm back in office. I, I heard oh that. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Isn't this fantastic? What a great country. Isn't this yeah. amazing? It I'm is. so excited to be leading all of you once again, August 13th. Be there for the second <laughs> swearing in. Okay. It, well, it is a great country. Coming off the heels of the 4th of July weekend just mm-hmm. recently, uh, right. you had a big week following that, actually. You're now Did suing you Google, Facebook, and Twitter. You're suing them all in a class action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Um, this could be worth trillions of dollars to trillions, you. Trillions. Yeah, I used to say billions and billions. I'm going to say trillions and trillions of dollars. But I'm not just suing Google, who, by the way, turns out is owned by a company called Alphabet. The Alphabet owns Google. This is how big <laughs> this is, AJ. The Alphabet. This is what I'm going up against. That you know, is crazy. You know, you know, I know. And then Facebook, and it turns out we have to sue Facebook in each individual country. Like when we sue it in Italy, it's called Faccia the Book. <laughs> and then I got to see Twitter because uh, Tommy Dorsey's son, uh, uh, Jim Dorsey, runs that. And then we LinkedIn. Jack. I'm suing LinkedIn because I don't understand it. I'm suing LinkedIn because I don't understand it. Nobody this does. MySpace, yeah. Friendster, mm-hmm. the color blue, and the letter E. <laughs> e. Wow. Uh-oh. So it sounds this like. Is big, this is a big case. Yeah, yeah you're just taking case. them all out of business, huh? 
Yeah, well, hopefully it'll all be mine. It'll all be mine, and I'll control all the communications. You know, <laughs> yeah. the social platforms. Well, they hope- call them platforms. Did yeah. you know they call them platforms? Yeah, I, we- I just found out they call them platforms. Yeah. I, didn't, I never heard of them. Yeah, we've it's known that for about uh, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, platform. though, these platforms do better than your recent blog attempt. Uh, that didn't really take off quite like you'd hoped, sir, but uh, well, I've good luck. Well, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. I didn't have the time to put into it, like with Twitter. Twitter, I could do on the run. I could do in the run or on the or on the throne or he's taking a massive. But the, the, the blog took a little more time. Well, I want to ask you another huge news from last week. Right, uh, right. The Trump Organization and your CFO, Alan Weisselberg, were charged by the state of New York for multiple counts of tax evasion. What are your thoughts right. on the charge, Trumpy? Well, let me just say, let me just say, uh, Alan has been with the company, the Trump Organization, for over 35 years as a CFO. But honestly... I barely know the guy. I barely know the guy. <laughs> he's a very low-level CFO, basically gets coffee. You know, I see him in the hallway with his little yarmulke on oh. his head. Oh, wow. But okay. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> I, think, I think he's been stealing uh, office supplies. So yeah. We'll see. That we'll tracks. See. That feels right. Uh, so mm. members of the media have also dragged out comments where you appear to brag about your company, uh, what it's been charged with. Are you afraid that you could be next? I'm also hearing rumors what? that Ivanka might flip on you. Oh, come on. First off, she's not going to flip on me. I've been trying to get her to flip for, for decades. Come on. Trump, you're and a wild man. Is, you know what? Listen, listen. I know what you're talking about. I even said it in the rally. I even said, just because, look, look. Oh, oh, oh. He didn't pay his taxes on his car and his apartment and his jet. They're making that out like it's a crime. I mean, come on. Well, it is. Come on. Come that's, on. That's terrible. They're saying that's tax evasion. <laughs> rich people can do that. Poor people can't, but rich people can. That's the beauty of being wow. rich. Okay, well, we found out that you commented to your former chief of staff, Mark Kelly, that Hitler, quote, uh, did a lot of good things. Now, you would never praise Hitler. That's not right. Of course I would. Of course okay. I would. You know, <laughs> okay. He did lots of great stuff. He can't be all bad. He had a girlfriend. That's a good thing. Put that in the good column. He had a dog. That's a good thing. Held great rallies. Great rallies. <laughs> I mean, really incredible. Snappy dresser. Right. I heard he Snappy. was funny. Oh. Right. Wrote a best selling book. Have you wrote a best selling book? I actually, AJ, oh, wow. AJ kind of did. I, I did, actually. I did write one of those. Oh, you did? Well, yeah. okay. Well, then, see, then, then we're all like Hitler in that case. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no. Nope, 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 nope. We're not going there. Uh, before we let you go, I know Michaela wants to ask you about this recent presidential ranking. We're going to get there in just a mm-hmm. moment. But we yeah. also found out just recently that while you lived in the White House, uh, which yeah. you did formerly call a dump, by the way, just a friendly reminder <laughs> to Americans everywhere. Uh, I don't take that. I don't take that back. I don't think you would. We also uh, found out in reports that you never climbed the stairs to the second floor your entire presidency. Why? Weren't you curious as to what might be up there? No, I was told it was haunted by the ghost of Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Oh, that that tracks. She was never president, sir. No, no, no. That's the worst part. She was never president. What was she doing up there? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. All right, well, listen, she's... You know, she's also very much alive, so I don't know if that would be her ghost. Again, super scary that her ghost is already there and she's still alive. It shows you how dead she is already. Wow. All right, well, listen, C-SPAN did a survey of 142 Mm. presidential historians, and you came in 41st, just ahead of Franklin Pierce and below William Henry Harrison who's only in office for 31 days. Do you think that's a fair ranking? Well, first 
off, Lincoln's first. Lincoln, come on. What did he do? First off, very unattractive, big mole on his face, greasy skin, bad hair, scraggly beard. And, and, the, and the Civil War, what did that last? 15, 20 minutes? That's, that's, a, that's a no-go. Washington, wooden teeth. Come on, give me a break. You know what I mean? Obama, really? I think we know why he got that position. And James Buchanan, I never even heard of. So I don't even <laughs> think this is real. Why, why, why do you think Obama got that? Was it Obamacare, perhaps? Maybe, maybe, maybe mm. not. Maybe because, you know, you know, you know how this, this country is with these types of things. I'm not going to say because I'm going to be accused of something <laughs> I don't want to be accused types of. types of things. <laughs> Oh, well, President Trump, we appreciate you. Haven't seen you a lot in media lately, but we did see you on the Jimmy Kimmel show recently. So that's that. Wasn't that great? That's Wasn't a, that great? That's a plus. So incredible. Well, good yeah, for good you. for and you. That, and that Melania and Melania looked amazing. Oh, that Melania's hot. That Melania could get it. She's wow. a looker. Oh, yeah. Cow. I would. That's the Melania I'd like to have. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we did see you with your Melania recently uh, over the Fourth of July weekend at a private table, roped off far away from your constituents. Uh, you didn't get to actually interact with them. Anything you want to say to the American people today before we let you go? Yeah, when I'm at an event like that, leave me alone. I really don't like you people. Okay, you're kind of like you're all like you're, you're all factory workers and things. Just I want I want the rich supporters. Okay, just leave me alone. That tracks. Yeah, Thank you so that. much, Trump. Absolutely, you guys are fantastic. Oh, and I'm suing your station too. So Great, you'll be working for me. Too. Yeah, we could use the press. Yeah, can't wait. From the greatest American Idol of all time to potentially uh, the best dating website ever created. We've talked about this one before. We're talking yeah. about Ashley Madison once again. Remember the site that's there to help you cheat. Yes. We talked about it. We debated it. We still have opinions. Mm-hmm. But they're back in the news because they've done a new show, uh, a new study showing uh, the top 20 cities... Uh, for cheating on a spouse in America. Now, this is a state-by-state study. It's all about infidelity. It was published in the Journal of Sex Research uh, based on a number of signups to the dating service between June 20th of 2020 and September 22nd of 2020 on a per capita basis. So, apparently last year during the pandemic, the company saw a spike in the number of signups between March 1st and April 25th. Uh, 17,000 plus new accounts created in a single day. That's crazy. 17,000 people per day decided they wanted to publicly figure out a way <sighs> to cheat on their spouse. That's nuts. Why do people get married then? I Honestly, or you know, I feel like also just being honest is like incredible mm-hmm. and telling your spouse like, hey, I'd like to open this up or hey, like just be honest. Okay, quickly look at me in the eyes. More men or more women signing up? For the cheating site? Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably women. Yeah. Because women are feeling very sexually liberated these they days. said that women are much more likely to sign up than men for something like, like this. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're having more affairs, but they're curious about it. And if they are having an affair, it's more likely to be with one person, whereas men tend to just whatever they can get. Yeah. <laughs> but what cities do you think are on the list? For sure, Vegas. Okay, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, yeah, number three. Oh, I would actually think that was maybe number one. Well, number one is Miami. Really? It's hot down there. See, I've never been to Miami. I don't know how they roll down there. But number two sort of surprises me. Orlando? 
What? Like Disney World? Oh my God, people should be taking their kids there. What are they doing? <laughs> well, number four makes me a little bit nervous. It's the hometown of my fiance. What? Atlanta, Georgia. That kind of tracks. But then we the go Peach to city. Then we go to my home state, Cincinnati. That rounds out the top five. Cincinnati. What are they doing in? Okay, also St. Paul, Minnesota. That's random. Well, it is. That's it's so really, random. It's really number nine. Cold there. Yeah, so they just need to bundle up to each other. Yeah, Ohio's got two state or cities in there. Cleveland's also in there. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this though. Because here's the thing. I think that I think that marriage has evolved so much recently. Mm-hmm. And as my fiance and I talk about our our engagement and getting closer and closer, it's funny because the conversations we have within our relationship, I can't imagine my mom and dad having. Oh, absolutely. Or my big sister and her husband having. Listen, I went to a dinner this weekend with one of our couple friends and uh just the conversations of how they've decided to open up their marriage in their own way and the other couple they've just had these big conversations me and lisa went home and we were having like big grown-up conversations and at one point i was like i love us like i'm just happy that Mm -hmm. we can talk about like our wants our desires how things have changed um but opening up the marriage is still not for me yeah i'm not all about opening up the marriage but i think there's there's levels to it yeah uh, and I am open to open conversations about potential uh, occurrences in our relationship or moments in our relationship. And that is something that we're both open to and always have been uh, and only feel that it's wrong because of what society has told us. But then we finally came to a point where we we're like, listen, we've only been allowed to get married for like five, six years now. Mm-hmm. Like, who the F are these people to tell us what we should do with our relationship when just a few years ago, half the country was telling us we couldn't even have one. Yeah. And a lot of people still feel that way about us. Mm-hmm. So why would we take advice from also an institution that is so broken? My dad's been married four times. Okay. I, I know. I don't know a single. Same with my dad. I, and I've got a lot of great relationships around me. I don't know a single relationship in my life, any of my family, any of my friends that I would look to and say, oh, I'm jealous of that. No. I want that. No. I want my relationship. I love my relationship. It's so fulfilling. Yeah. And so while I see a need for something like Ashley Madison, and it shocks me a little bit to know that women are more likely to reach out and try to do this than men, I think it doesn't actually, when I think about it, because I think that women are a little bit more strategic. They're smarter. Yeah. Men are just like, huh? Yeah. They're like they're like that dog in, what was the movie, Up? Oh, uh, squirrel. And yeah. every time he a squirrel, he gets like sidetracked and just runs after the squirrel. That's how men are. Yeah. You know what, though? And I would say this. I recently sat down with my partner, and I noticed that there were some things that I was feeling that I was a little bit embarrassed to tell her, but I did want to open up because, you know, we try to be as very honest as possible. And there was zero judgment. And although we've been together for six years, I was a little bit nervous, and she was like, no, queen, no judgment. I'm into it. It's so, so hot. So even if you're feeling like yes. nervous or, or hesitant, like I do, I really do encourage people to try to open up to their partners. Also, that's how you get closer. Yes. I felt, mm-hmm. oh my God, I literally felt so close to her afterwards. And I was like, this feels awesome. Thank you. It was, well, it was great. The number one city in America if you're trying to cheat, cheat on your spouse, Miami. Go on down to Miami. Thanks, Will Smith. Thank you. Jig it out. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. But first, I do want to remind you that our show is also a podcast. So, 
If you can't listen to us in real time, we understand the summer months are a little bit hectic. Uh, don't you worry. Download the Odyssey app at odyssey.com. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Listen to The Morning Beat as a podcast anywhere you take your mobile device. And while you're at it, share with a friend or family member. Please and thank you. Okay. Uh, right now it is time for What's Poppin'. Michaela, take it away. Okay, well, Mariah Carey's back in the news. First, because she's putting together this like elite team to help free Britney. Uh, so we love that. But now she's also got a lawsuit on her hands uh, because she, well, she had a lawsuit on her hands with her ex-assistant, but they have settled for $3 million. That's a lot of money. If you ever watched her reality show, her and her ex-assistant were like very close. Mariah Carey? Yeah. She had a reality show? Yes. It was like a short-lived reality show where we got to like know the insides of her now relationship wow. and a relationship with her um with her ex-assistant but mariah carey uh was accused of tra- i'm sorry the ex-assistant was accused of trying to blackmail the diva with secretly recorded videos a new court paper shows um now the terms of the settlement were not made public and mariah carey's lawyer obviously declined to comment but um mariah claims that uh, the assistant secretly recorded embarrassing personal activities and in some cases intimate videos of her and then threatened to release them if the pop star didn't give her $8 million. And uh, that's crazy to Wait, me. Wait, so, uh, so I understand this. Mariah Carey sued her. Yeah. Mm, excuse yes. me, sued her for $3 yes. million. Oh, yes. wow. I thought, I thought Mariah had to pay her assistant $3 million. Wow. No, no. And I, you know what? I feel like... After watching the reality show, I think that people do that. I think that people will get footage of you or they'll try to blackmail you. Listen. And they're usually not held accountable because uh, the big star is like, I want this to go away and I'll just pay you off and call it a day. But um, not now, not in this case. That's so. wild. Also, what kind of money is an assistant making where they can they can pay off $3 million? I mean... Like, get, get me in. I need to be an assistant. Yeah, but I think she was with Mariah for a really, really long yeah. time. Well, I mean, you remember uh, what's her sort of assistant and like sort of best friend, Selena's. It, that's the woman who killed her. Yes. Assistants can have really weird relationships when they become... What, yeah. Justin? President of her fan club. President of her fan club. But she was like a part of her life, though. Like, she was like yeah. close yeah, to yeah. her, right? Oh, yeah. They yeah. were together like every day. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Wow. It's crazy. So good for Mariah Carey. I'm glad that she was able to, um, to you know, put this ex-assistant in her place. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up uh, in What the Health, Dr. James Simmons is joining us as we talk about eradicating uh, new diseases and old diseases. Uh, after COVID, and also why poppers are actually bad for you. Every- they might get banned. Yeah, we're going to talk about it coming up next. It's time for another round of What the Health. Keeping us healthy, as always, is our favorite in-house doctor, Dr. James Simmons. Thank you for being here. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me. How are y'all? We are living and thriving. Mm-hmm, hmm That's right. That's right. Uh, and I personally am getting ready to uh, travel the world once again, you know, uh, very soon, just a few days from now. I'm going to be hopping on a plane to Europe, uh, uh, and I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, but the world has changed post-COVID, uh, and uh, there is an, a renowned push right now to end HIV, tuberculosis, malaria, and some parts of the world. Uh, talk to us about this joint initiative uh, that's that's focusing on, on and bringing an end to these things. Yeah, so the, you know what's really crazy? And uh, this is actually, it's not that crazy. If you really think about this, 
guess what happened in the last 18 months? A global pandemic that sort of put every other health concern as a secondary thought, right? Well, in other parts of the world, so many of us don't realize this, how huge malaria, tuberculosis, and HIV are. About a million and a half people, and this is the last year we have data for, died from tuberculosis in 2019. 1.5 million people tuberculosis. We literally hear about it here in the United States. Isn't that crazy? Right. And then about 400,000 people died from malaria. Malaria is a huge issue in so many places in the the world, right, globally. Not a big thing here, and we don't hear about it a lot. So the World Health Organization and the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria – said, all right, we're going to come together. We need to, like, officially do a thing where we try to recover from not being able to focus on these three diseases in the last year and a half because we had to focus so much of our time, energy, and dollars on COVID-19. So it's not that they're pulling funds out of doing work to continue to fight COVID-19 because we still know that this is a global pandemic. It is still very much happening and it is still very much getting worse in parts of the world, including small parts of our country, which we probably also need to talk about. But what these two organizations did was get together and said, hey, we're going to fund a partnership together and specifically implement these 10 sort of strategic programs that will go specifically towards these three diseases, ending malaria, ending tuberculosis, and ending HIV. Wow, that's so fast. That's kind of amazing and and also like something that you literally never think about. And that's the thing. It's so fascinating. 1.5 million people in 2019 died of tuberculosis. So if you add up that number and you add 400,000 people died of malaria, what are we at, 1.9? And then we add up uh, those who died of AIDS in that same year. We're at about 2.6 million people. Mm -hmm. Since the pandemic happened, 4 million people globally have died. So those numbers aren't that far off, yet the response to the pandemic is vast and far-reaching. And then something like tuberculosis, the AIDS crisis, uh, malaria, almost not a blip on the radar anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it it wild? Specifically, depending on where you are, though, right? Yes. So many of these things are regional. And I think that one of the things that we've all sort of learned through the, the COVID pandemic is, how regional things are. So remember, you know, if you think back to December, January, February, Southern California was the epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak. And that was crazy. There were other parts of the country that, you know, for better or worse, were open. They didn't have huge case numbers. All of these things, you know, they were like sort of acting like normal, like nothing was going on. This is very much the case uh, because it's driven by, let's be frank, racism, uh, socioeconomic status, the haves, the have-nots, right? The, the, you know, wealthier nations versus developing nations, all these different things really drive these, these health epidemics that are happening and have been happening for a really long time. There is a reason why in the United States we got close to erad- eradicating tuberculosis. We still hadn't. And there are some small pockets and some uh, populations here in the United States where tuberculosis is still sort of a thing. But like you said, it's not really something we hear about. We certainly don't really hear about malaria here. What's a big deal in other places? Listen, I don't want to make a joke of this, but I hear malaria, I think Oregon Trail. Like, I literally, that's where my head's going. Mm -hmm. It's not like that people are dying from this, but it's really great to know that these organizations are coming together. Yeah, and, and you also said something really interesting about how these are sort of regional now. Do you think that a few years from now that COVID become could become sort of regional? Like maybe a place like India that's really, really struggling to get a grasp on this or Australia or some other places. Could COVID become regional? 
I, I think so. I think we're going to continue to see little outbreaks and little pockets, uh, you know, periodically. It all depends on the variants, of course, and what they end up doing over time. But I feel like, you know, when you've, you've heard, I, I kind of like the flu, and I, I want to be really careful comparing the flu and COVID-19 because they're very different viruses. But, you know, sometimes just as an example, you hear about the flu, like your friends back in Ohio might be like, oh, there were like 10 of us who got the flu. There was a, like a little regional outbreak of the flu, right? Mm-hmm. But you were fine. No one in your community got, got the flu. I think it's sort of going to be like that. But I feel like we are years away from really understanding how COVID is going to continue to impact particularly, you know, disproportionately impacted communities, communities without resources globally, because there are so many places still in the world that are really, really struggling with this. And they are far behind where we are simply because of a lack of resources. Well, Dr. James Simmons, we want to continue having a conversation uh, for you with what the health is. This is a big one. It has to do with poppers Uh-oh. and what the FDA is saying about them. We'll discuss in depth next. You're listening to The Morning Beat, and uh, we're really looking forward to this conversation all morning long. It brings me back to my 20s. It's time for another round of What the Health with Dr. James Simmons. Uh, Dr. James, we're talking poppers. Yes. I got to tell you, as a gay man, the first time I was introduced to poppers, uh, they were sort of a godsend. Uh, and they kind of got me through some of my experimental days early on. Uh, Saved me from a lot of pain, if you know what I mean. But... What, Michaela? Well, no, the only thing I know about poppers is a friend of mine was being intimate with their partner and they got it in, in their eye and they were like running around naked, okay, so that's, like losing their minds. That's not recommended. Poppers are basically the, the idea uh, for gay men who are sexually active, uh, especially if you're learning, I guess, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Or anyone. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, but Yeah, like, can I use them? Of course, of course. <laughs> but a lot of gay men who might be, you know, uh, do, having intercourse for the first time. And it might be painful. Oh, mm-hmm. Poppers help, or they're supposed to help relax you a bit. And that's how I was introduced to poppers at a very, very young age. Um, but the FDA uh, has now made a declaration regarding poppers. What do we know? Yeah, the FDA has actually added this to the list of a met. <laughs> Not they're not. It's not medication substances. That's the best word. The list of substances where they're actually going to track adverse events because of the substance. So listen, I know that there, you're, listen, honey, AJ, I'm with you. Remember she came out at 18. My first, my first sub community in, in gay land were leather men, right? I was raised by a bunch of leather daddies. Uh Oh, that's fun. Yeah. She knows, she knows poppers. I don't do them anymore (laughs) because I went to school and I learned what they do to your body. And it's really, really super scary. So you're right, AJ, poppers are supposed to help you relax those sphincter muscles, make receptive anal sex easier, less painful, and to some people, actually a lot more pleasurable. However, the problem is lots of times when people are using poppers, they're mixing them with anything else. So earlier in the week, we talked about drugs, right, and alcohol. Uh, Some people are already on prescription medications, If you even marijuana, all these different things have a potential to do some really, really dangerous things, including uh, causing really bad headaches, dizziness, most dangerously, extreme drops in blood pressure, including extreme drops in oxygen in your blood. Oh, that's real. That's very real. And we have even seen a few cases of some people actually having like brain death 
from accidental ingestion of alkyl nitrate, which is the medical or scientific name for the chemical name for poppers. Because let's, let's say you're a little drunk, maybe you're a little high, you're getting freaky, you're getting crazy, you grab those poppers, you try to hold them up to your nose to do your thing, and then they accidentally slip because of the lube or whatever, right? And it goes in your nose, it goes down your throat, you oh ingest that stuff, it could be deadly. Oh, wow. This is aggressive. And, no, I'll tell you, so I, I mean, I was introduced at a very young age, and I, I haven't used them in so many years, and only very, very sparsely, to be fair, because I got really, really bad headaches. Like, I would get horribly painful headaches from doing poppers and so for me Mm -hmm. the cost benefit analysis you know basically the conclusion i came to was they're not worth it i can figure this stuff out on my own um and even my partner when my partner and i first got together who i'm now you know engaged to um i was his first partner and so he wasn't didn't have a lot of sexual experience and one of my initial thoughts was like well poppers that's a good way (laughs) you know and then i was like you know what i don't i don't want that i don't want uh, there are other ways um so for people who might not be uh comfortable with poppers or they're going to listen to the the food and drug administration Yeah, because now i'm terrified i don't even want to try it guidelines here any advice for people who 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 are going to try to substitute something for uh for instance for like for poppers Yeah, you know what? I always tell people that the biggest sex organ that any of us have is your brain. Yes. And so the most important thing when you are talking about a receptive, really any sort of sexual situation, period, right? But if we're going to specifically talk about how to relax during receptive anal intercourse, which can help then it be a much more pleasurable experience because it's very pleasurable for a lot of people is to start with your brain. So you really have to think about the environment that you're in, uh, the chemicals that you may or may not have ingested prior to sex, the food that you ate, do you feel like you're clean, et cetera. All of these things. Are you in the right mood? Is this, do you feel a connection to this person you're about to do, make a do what to do with? All of those things are actually the most important to getting you to relax. Let's be honest. The first minute or two kind of always hurt. But after that, yeah. If you're really into it, that is if really you're really true. excited, a little bit it's, of... it's, it can be fantastic without any sort of help whatsoever. The point is to kind of feel it. And yeah. so if yeah. you just sort of own that and like, I'm going to feel this and it's going to feel amazing, it actually ends up feeling amazing. I mean, a little massage, light a couple candles, literally give me a couple kisses on the back of my neck and it's done. It's a done deal. So a little bit, a little bit of romance goes a long way. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, if you want to do something, do like a little weed or something. Okay, Michaela, come on. I, I, I think that's okay, too. If, it, if it's particular, if, if marijuana is safe for you and it's in a place where it's legal for you, of course, this is not a medicinal reason to use marijuana. But if it's legal for you and, a, and it's safe for you to take, you know, I, I think that that can help, too. A glass of wine sort of thing. Like, I don't recommend, like, getting wasted or anything before you have anal sex. Those types of things. But I really do. It goes back to, like... AJ, you were talking about like your erogenous zones and things like that. That's super, super important. So if you're like, listen, I need you to, you know, do these 14 things and then I promise you I'll relax and we'll have some hot sex. Great. Yeah. Communicate with your partner. That That's better than any poppers. Oh my God. Michaela, Michaela, stop. Stop kissing the back of my neck. Ugh, stop. Get you away, love get, it. Admit get away it. from me. You want to be with me. So weird. <laughs> Oh, that's that's it, Michaela. Is that your outro? That was your, that yeah. was the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Doctor James. <laughs> oh my, I'm leaving quickly. Bye. <laughs> Tell me something good. 
tell you something good. So the world is changing very quickly, and this pandemic showed us what it was like, what it would be like or could be like if pollution ceased for a moment, uh, if we made better use of our resources. And researchers in Tokyo are doing just that. They've developed a new method uh, to not only reduce food waste by recycling discarded fruit and vegetable scraps, uh, like compost piles, basically. They're now using those compost piles to create construction materials. So apparently, worldwide industrial and household food waste amounts to hundreds of billions of pounds per year, a large proportion of which comes from edible scraps like fruit and vegetable peels. So... Now, they're turning this into uh, using heat pressing, uh, a new concept that was just created. Uh, They're turning things like cabbage leaves uh, and fruit rinds uh, into concrete. Wow. A material actually more durable than concrete. Can you imagine driving on roads someday that are made out of orange peels? No. But it's better for the environment. But that's amazing. Incredible, right? Yeah. We're finding new ways to do old things better. I love that. And I love that. That is, I know that we just passed 4 million lives lost this week uh, due to COVID-19. It is devastating. But if some good can come out of this, some good should come out Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. This, this sounds like a lot of good, yes. so that's awesome. All right. Well, this story is amazing, and actually, you might love this. So, legend has it that Marie Antoinette's hair turned gray overnight just before her beheading in 1791. Just turned gray. Wait, all of it? All Not of it. Not just a streak? Just Not all of just it. Not just a single streak like Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Okay, but the legend is inaccurate. <laughs> However... It's shown a new study coming out of Columbia University that stress, although can accelerate grays, it can be restored when stress is eliminated. Wait, what? So if you've gone gray and it's due to stress, if you can zen yourself out long enough, you can actually restore your hair color back. So basically go to like, I don't know, a Buddhist like village somewhere yeah, or Sedona, Arizona and just meditate for a while and your yeah. hair will go back and to normal. And you're back to normal. Is that crazy? That is wild. Yeah. It is strange how you can get a streak of white hair like that can just happen out of like your and the entire length of it. Yeah. Can turn gray. Yeah, it's crazy. The, that happened to Michelle Visage during COVID and she actually like ran with it and now it's like such a vibe. No, it looks hot. So good. I dyed my hair for so many years. You know, I was going gray when I was 17 and it was only about three years ago I finally let it go. And I love it so and much. And I look back and I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah. I'm not a brunette. We love it. Okay, so strangers have now tracked down the writer who launched a message in a bottle nearly a century ago. I can't even imagine this. I've I've done this, I think, as a kid, actually. There might be a message in a bottle somewhere in, like, Lake Erie, maybe, from a childhood mm-hmm. uh, vacation. Mm-hmm. But go back to 1926. Imagine you're a teenager. Your whole life is ahead of you, shining with possibility. It's your birthday. As a gift to yourself, you toss the message in a bottle into the local river. Watch it float away. Never thinking about it ever again. Yeah, right? right. 95 years later, the message found its way home. Oh Jennifer Dowker, uh, who captains the Michigan-based Nautical North Family Adventures, uh, spends her summer scuba diving and conducting shipwreck tours from her boat. She's an avid collector. She was performing underwater maintenance on the glass bottom window when she found a curious curio in the riverbed. She found this bottle, found the note. What did it say? Posted it online on Facebook. More than 100,000 shares, 6,000 comments later. And this note uh, was for somebody who passed away, written by somebody who passed away in 1995. Uh, But this person's son recognized the father's handwriting. Oh, my God. That's crazy. What did it say? George Moreau. It says, will the 
something, something fine. This I don't care. It's all kind of torn apart. That tracks. Oh, wow. That's so sweet. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that story, babe. No, it's really sweet. Yeah. I'm actually trying to read, put the note together right now. I love that. Okay. But now well, it's kind of messed up. It's kind of messed up because it was in there for a long time. <laughs> Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's. At McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid strawberry watermelon slushie or McCafe fraps and smoothies for just two bucks. We have a great show for you Monday. Um, imagine marrying somebody but not being able to touch them for 20 years. That's crazy. Also, apparently there's a peacock assassin that we'll be discussing. So as always, have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.